Hey guys, I'm Randy. I'm Randy. I'm Randy, and this is Daniel. That's a Steam Deck, and today we're going to talk about Daniel's first week with a Steam Deck. Okay, Daniel, I know most people who are watching this probably know, but just in case they don't, tell us, what is the Steam Deck thing? Well, it's the most wonderful thing that I've... Oh, uh, <clears throat> Sorry, specifics. Um, so it's it's a PC. It's a little handheld gaming PC um, that is meant to you know it's got it's got your controls built on the side. So it, it is straight up a PC, even though it kind of looks like a console, and uh, you can play PC games on the go. That's pretty much pretty much what it is. I mean, it's got it's made by Valve, so that those are the people that own Steam, and um, it it runs a Linux operating system. So you know you can do a lot of things with it, and um, including play all the Steam games that your heart desires. Right. It kind of has like a the operating system built into it is like Steam, Steam OS. OS right? Yeah, it has Steam OS, uh, and you can also boot over into desktop mode and, and do more crap. So when you boot over into desktop mode, I know this is kind of like a little bit off topic, and maybe we should save this for later, but mm -hmm. when you boot over in the desktop mode, what is it like? Is it like, like it a Linux It looks like a little desktop. desktop. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, you have to use the trackpads for a cursor, and okay. it, it just looks like a little desktop. That's crazy. And it is Linux, so Linux. like I've never used Linux, but, you know, it's it's Windows-esque. Yeah, it's I mean, not that different. No, nah, it's, not, it's not that different. Okay, so first <laughs> of all, Mm -hmm. Why did you want a Steam Deck? Because you have like every game in console. You have a game in PC. Mm -hmm. Why would you even want a Steam Deck to begin with? Um, well, you know, because I'm sick. I'm a sick individual. Um, but beyond that, I love handheld gaming. And I love my gaming PC, but I can't exactly take that on the go. Mm -hmm. uh, and because of that, um, I don't play it as much as I would like to, except when we're streaming. So uh, this kind of fills a, a hole for me that the Switch also fills. But, you know, as we'll talk about later, there's not always overlap between the Steam Deck and the Switch as far as what they can play. So being able to play those games on the go uh, was something that I had been lusting over for many moons. Yeah, I I think I've, I've we maybe mentioned this on the podcast in the past, but um, I've been trying to get you to get a Steam Deck for a while not like really saying like you need to get it, but I've been just trying to say like I think you would actually use it. I think you would really like one, Daniel. Yeah, you're you're you keep saying that, and like I've noticed that you that you've done that, but it, it makes me laugh that you maybe even felt like you needed to pressure me to get a Steam Deck because I was already on the path. Like, no, I knew. I just wanted to keep nudging you. I just mm -hmm. wanted to like speed you along the path. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely accelerated rapidly because if you remember initially, I was going to finish my whole backlog of Switch games before I bought one. And I've been working on you that. You were going to earn it. But it, it, it just, by that point, like, hell, we be, might be talking about a Steam Deck too, you know? And I was right. like, screw that. So right. YOLO, you only live once and you can't take your money with you. So uh, I bought it. Yep. So tell me, when you got the Steam Deck earlier this week, what were your... First impressions, like what was the first thing that you thought of or like you went through? Well, you were standing right next to me because I opened it at your house. I was. Um, but, you know, for me, I, everybody talks about how big it is. And this is maybe not great for the camera because it's behind a laptop, but I'm doing the best I can here. Everybody talks about how big it is, and it is big. But it's not as big as I was afraid it would be, like strangely enough. Like it, it feels, and everybody also says it's comfortable, and they're right. It well, is have, comfortable. You have very big hands. I do have big hands, yes, and um, this just fits me great. I mean, I love the way the joysticks feel. I love that they're not offset, but they're also high. Like, 
that's what they did so well when they were designing it, is they put all the stuff high mm -hmm. on the grips. It's a very Wii U gamepad. It is. But what that does is it keeps me from having to do this like weird little pinky platform at the bottom of the seam deck to like support it. You know, I just grip it like a normal person and I can actually hit all the buttons. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, I have much smaller hands, but I still think it feels comfortable. It does, I mean, I guess because it's the only thing I can think of. It reminds me of the Wii U gamepad in terms of how it feels to grip it, in terms of like the shape of the grips in the back. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously there's added back buttons that aren't on the Wii U gamepad, but mm -hmm. it reminds me a lot of the way that feels. Mm -hmm. And we said, you know, when we did our Nintendo controller breakdown that we really liked the Wii U gamepad. It was our favorite. Yeah, so that's in no way a, no, a yeah. knock, you know. Um, so what was it like to set up? Like when you get it, what what you know? What'd you do? Setup wasn't so bad. Uh, you know, it's just PC esque. So um, you know, I I I did an update, <laughs> and then I started downloading games. So a lot of it was a waiting process because some of these games are really big. Like Near Automata is like forty or fifty gigs, you know, and mm -hmm. that's the first game that I really wanted to start playing. So uh, you know, there was some waiting involved. But while I was waiting, I did go over and get the emulators going. So there's an app that is free that you can get for Steam Deck called Emudeck. And Emudeck, I'm probably going to explain it wrong. Some nerd, some somebody nerdier than me out there is going to correct this, I'm sure. But um, Emudeck is basically please correct Daniel. Please do. It's basically a front end that collects um, all of your ROMs in a nice centralized location and kind of creates those pathways to the correct emulators for you almost uh it'll download like it'll ask you like what systems do you want to emulate mm -hmm. and it'll download the correct emulators uh and it's a pretty seamless setup and i've set up a few handheld emulators at this point and they're not always that easy yeah this one was very easy and the emulation works great would you say that you're more excited about the like native I'm sorry, like the, the standard way to play games, like playing games through Steam mm -hmm. or the emulation side of it? Or is it just kind of equal? I'm definitely more excited about the native Steam stuff. Okay. About being able to play those big PC games that, yeah. or those just any, I mean, because everything, almost everything eventually comes to PC. So it's like, mm -hmm. like I bought The Witcher. I've never played The Witcher 3 and I'm going to play it this time. And it was like $7 or seven ninety nine, like mm -hmm. something that on the Steam Winter Sale. Because you happen to get the Steam Deck at the same time the Steam Winter Sale is going on, which is very convenient. Yes, <laughs> yeah. very convenient. I also got Hellblade. Uh, oh, very cheap, sacrifice? Around the same price. I'm going to... Maybe I, even less. I, this is off topic, but well, it's on topic with Hellblade. Mm -hmm. But there is a VR version of I have Hellblade. It came I, with it. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm going to have to buy that game again. Um, just because I, I'm going to play that game in VR. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Got to get ready for the next one. Well, I don't, when's that next one coming out? It's not been announced. Okay, good. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, you've been talking about that game for so good over a year now. So, so I'm excited to play that. Um, and you know, I mean, like you said, like the, the other side of it, the emulation side of it is, a, is fantastic. And I, and I'm really excited to try to emulate some higher end systems that I've never emulated before. Like, right, Cause you've emulated a lot of the like lower end yes. systems. And I love having like my, you know, my retro games on there. Like that's great. Mm -hmm. but, but it's I, nothing new to you. You no. couldn't do that before. And I want to emulate like switch. Mm -hmm. I've heard of people doing it. <laughs> I know. I've heard of people doing it. <laughs> I want to emulate switch. I want to emulate PS3. Mm -hmm. Like I want to, I want to do the damn thing. Yeah, PS3 would be the one. I have a PS3 now, so I wouldn't be as interested. But you don't have one. And you mm. really the thing about PS3 is there's so many games that are stuck on PS3, and that's the only way to play them. Yeah. 
So if you could emulate it, that would really open up a lot of games. And it's not like I can't emulate it on my PC now. You can. But yeah. but this is handheld. But this is handheld. And like <laughs> I've always like with you, what I've noticed is that you like when you say when he says he really loves handheld, I think you are like five times more likely to play a game if it's in handheld than if it's on console or PC. I really think that. I, I think I am. Yeah, I yeah. really do. I, I don't know what it is about. I, I just, I always played handheld. Like, I was yeah. a handheld kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And now, like... Well, it's a convenience thing. It's like, mm-hmm. handheld has one less barrier than the console does. Yes. You and mean it's more the barrier that you're not tied to one place? Is that yeah. What yeah. Oh, and also, you can just kind of like, it's more kick back instead of, you know, lean forward mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know? It is more kick back. Yeah. Yes. And I'm a teacher, and I need some freaking kick back. Right, right. It just yeah. feels like when I'm playing handheld games, it just feels like more like relaxed. It's just like more chill, you know. Mm. I don't know if it's because it's nostalgia from when I was a kid playing Game Boy. I don't know, but it's like there's something about it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree completely. Like it, it's not raining anymore. Thank God, because it's like ten degrees. If it was raining right now, we wouldn't be able to go anywhere. But I digress. It rained for like over a week straight, mm-hmm. and I loved playing handheld games. Like while I could like see the rain, like it yeah. was just so cozy. Yeah. So relaxing. Like, yeah. I just, I, I do love that. And you're right. It's probably like, I'm probably about 500% more likely to play a game if I can hold it in my hands. Right. Okay. So tell me, uh, moving on, talking about this, what was your experience so far with the like power and like performance mm-hmm. aspect? Because I yeah. know that's something that comes up a lot with Steam Deck. Well, it's super powerful. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like it's a 4090 or anything, but, right. but as far as a handheld goes, it's by far the most powerful one I've ever played. There are more powerful handheld gaming PCs out there, but you're not going to get them for the same price. And we'll talk about value later, but mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have to pay a pretty penny for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also probably don't have all the all the built-in like native support from Valve. They definitely don't. So anyway, I think the Steam Deck's the best best one out there right now. But uh, people talk about the battery life a lot. Yes. And so I was really curious about that. And they're right; it's not amazing, but it's doing an awful lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're running a whole a whole damn PC. Um, so, you know, I noticed when I initially started playing Near Automata, I don't know, I think I kind of guessed a battery estimate, like a re- between the two and three hour mark. Uh, and it fluctuates. Like You can get like your projected battery time. And if you're in a really, really crazy, like busy area of the game, it's going to project less than if you're watching a cutscene. Right. You know, so it is kind of variable. Um, but I, I wasn't like overly discouraged. I mean, if it lasts me for two or three hours, I mean, very rarely do I play it for two to three hours straight and then have no access to a charger, you know? So I wasn't just like super, super discouraged by the battery life. And I did find some ways to fix that, that we'll talk about in a second, fix some of it. Uh, but the overall power was great. I booted up near automata and at first I couldn't read anything on the screen. I was like, man, this is really deep into the lore right now because it's like written in an alien language. <laughs> um, and I couldn't even read like the settings to like get to the resolution part, which I suspected was the issue. And it was. So I had to boot up Near Automata on my PC and then I had to go to the settings and I took a video of it on my phone so I could see like, okay, I got to go three down and then I got to go four down. And then <laughs> so I got to the resolution and fixed it. And now that it's set to the native resolution of the Steam Deck, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but I guess Near Automata is just not one of the games that automatically switches the resolution. Some games do. Does it just assume that you're playing on a regular PC or something? Or? I think it was still set to 4K. 
Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Because so, uh, I can play it 4K on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's in, you know, 800 on here. Yeah, big difference. Big, big difference. difference. Yeah. Big difference. Those pixels didn't know what was going on. <laughs> no. It was crazy. Um, but moving on, talking about that whole battery life tweak and how I fixed some of it, uh, I discovered yesterday that you can have like per game profiles on the Steam Deck instead of just your one default like overarching profile. Mm-hmm. And I knew you could do that. I'd seen it in some videos, but I hadn't remembered to look into how to do it. But it's super easy. It's just like a button in the quick access menu. You click per game profile and then you can set uh, everything from your like refresh rate, your FPS cap, uh, your power output. You can adjust it from three to 15 watts uh, and it saves that. So when I boot into Nier Automata, it knows I need more power than when I boot into Emu Deck and play Super right. Nintendo. So you can like, you can kind of like have the system optimized for if you have a really powerful game, you can say like, hey, mm-hmm. bump this down so that the, it can run better. And then when you have like a game that really doesn't need anything, you can say, hey, give me all you got and like try to push it hard or the opposite. Sure. Or I, the- I think the opposite. I think you should throttle it back. Yep. That way you're, you know, getting as much battery as you can. Oh, yeah, because if you're trying, I guess it depends on if you're trying to optimize performance or battery life. Right. And it depends on what you're going for. Yes, definitely. Because, like, I'm only shooting for 40 frames on this thing. I read that on the Reddit that that's a nice sweet spot, and it is. It looks great What is the, the refresh screen. rate? Is it 60? 60. 60, okay. Yeah, but I'm but I'm targeting 40 for, for like, near and things like that. Yeah. Uh, because I'm saving battery life that way. And I can totally get a lock 60 out of it, but right now I have a lock 40, and I don't know that it looks any worse. Yeah, I mean, once you get into that past 30 is where you start to feel better about it. You mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go for 30. You know, I didn't want to be some peasant. Yeah, well, I understand that too. <laughs> so um, any other like difficulties besides that initial problem with Nier in terms of like, or has it all been pretty smooth sailing? I mean, it's been smooth sailing for the most part. But I, if I was brand new to PC gaming, maybe there would be a little bit more of a curve, but not much. I mean, right. you don't even have to boot over into desktop mode. If you, you want to just, just play your Steam games, you never have to do it. And it's easy. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, I don't want to say Switch-esque, but um, SteamOS is very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not hard to find your games. And if you've already been growing a Steam library for years, then you're going to have potentially hundreds of games that you can just download, install, and start playing. And with no, without having to do any tweaking. You can just and you don't have it. to tweak, yeah. You can just leave it on the default and it'll just, you know, give you the power it thinks you need and... Yeah, you know, you'll get the battery life you get, and you'll so have a great time. It's one of those things where if you want to dive deep into it, you can. But if you don't want to or don't care to, you, you know, you don't have to. Yes, and that's you know that's the difference between PC gaming and console gaming. You right. Know, PC gaming requires a little tweakage, and uh, console gaming really doesn't. Where this is like kind of like a hybrid in a way. Like it if is. you don't want to, you can treat it more like a console. Mm-hmm. And if you do want to dive deep and get into all those settings, you absolutely can. Definitely. Which is cool. Okay, so. It can also run Discord, and that's badass. Yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that it, it seemed like the Discord app crashed on you. It did crash on me, but we were I, I, the other day. it's the only time it crashed, and I've used it a couple times. So oh, okay. I think it's okay. So, what about like moving forward the Steam Deck? Like, what are your what are your intentions now that you've had it for a little, you know, a while, and you've been playing it? What do you think going forward? Like, uh, well, I, I stand at a crossroads. You know, it, is PC my new default? It's kind of the question I keep asking myself. Yeah. And I'm, I'm afraid it might be. Um, I, I think my PlayStation, my Switch, things like that, I'm, I think they're, they might just be about to get relegated to exclusives. Yeah. I mean... Like, you know, you only play the Switch game, Switch when you have the Switch exclusive that you want to play. Mm-hmm. Or the same thing with the PlayStation and Xbox, right? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean... I that, just don't like, see a world when I wouldn't want to use it. 
Right. You know, as much as I possibly can. Yeah. So speaking of, I mean, like this brings us to the Steam Deck versus Switch sort of idea because, you know, they're constantly compared to each other because of the form factor, mostly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I debated whether or not to even put this in the outline because it's a whole damn can. I know it's a whole thing and it's also been beat to death, Mm -hmm. but still it's worth looking at, you know, because have you been noticing that you compare it in your head or have you been thinking of it as a completely different entity? No, I really don't. I don't think about the Switch a whole lot when I'm playing it. Other than, like, I'll pick it up and I'll be like, I'll feel the joysticks and I'll be like, oh, thank God. That's better. Than, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, so much better. Just the controls, the buttons, and the, and the comfort. You know, like, it, it's night and day. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I did put some, some pros for both systems here. So the Steam Deck is obviously more powerful and it supports a lot of titles that the Switch can't, mm-hmm. meaning like your Call of Duties and crap like that that just. Can't run on Switch right now. Not yet. You know, Call of Duty's coming to Nintendo platforms in yeah. 10 years. Yeah, in 10 years. <laughs> no, for 10 years. I know. Not in 10. No, it's in 10 years. So <laughs> don't worry about it for now. Uh, obviously, I just said it's more comfortable. Uh, I said the wider variety of games because Steam's got dang near everything. And it's also got really good deals. Yeah, and Steam that's, in, de- my, that's Steam. in my head right now because of this winter sale. Yeah, the Steam sales are generally a lot better than the eShop sales. I mean, eShop does run good sales occasionally, but I don't think they really touch what Steam does mm-hmm. in terms of like value. Yes, and I, and I didn't even mention the emulation on here, but obviously the Steam Deck can emulate almost anything, and the Switch, you're stuck with emulating whatever retro games Nintendo wants to let you. Unless you like jailbreak your Switch, and yeah, you can't I've, get into that kind of I've stuff. I've looked into jailbreaking a Switch. It's only really possible on that first I know. generation of Switches. So. I know. But anyways, yeah. But what, what about pros for the Switch? Well, obviously you got first party exclusives. Yeah. Like I can't play Smash on the Steam Deck. <clears throat> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can play the. You can emulate Switch, but you're going to be missing some things. You're not going to have like all the multiplayer components and things mm-hmm. like that. So first party exclusives. Uh, obviously, the Switch is more portable because it's so much smaller. That comes with a caveat. It's a lot less comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's why I've been searching for the right grip or aftermarket Joy-Con forever mm-hmm. to fit my big meaty bear paws. And it turns out uh, Valve just built it right in. Um, it's also got an OLED screen if you buy the OLED switch. So right. that's a pro because this, this does not have an OLED screen. And I was just looking at, you know, uh, right before we started the podcast, I was looking at the screen as you played a little bit of Near Automata. And I thought that's really good looking. But the OLED on the Switch looks better. Yeah, it's a good screen on the Steam It's not Deck. a bad screen It looks good. No. It's, it's big enough. Like, I don't have any real complaints, but it's not OLED. No. Yeah, so yesterday, uh, I got Hades on here mm-hmm. because I want to replay some Hades while I'm waiting on Hades 2. And Hades has cross-saves between Steam and Switch. Oh, okay. So I had my Switch out, and I was, like, uploading the cross-save, and then I was, you know, downloading on the Steam Deck, and they were right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bam, that Switch screen looks good. Yeah, it looks really good. Um. That's the, like the best thing about that OLED. Man, that screen looks good. And it's got better battery life than Steam Deck. No way around it. Yeah, there's... You can tweak to your heart's content, but... Yeah, the Switch. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the conclusion of this little section here, um, I wanted to ask, have you done any online stuff with the Steam Deck yet? Have you played any like online multiplayer or anything like that yet? Nope. I did have uh, Apex Legends downloaded. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at it, and I was like, I don't really see myself playing that anytime soon, and I deleted it. Yeah, well, so you don't really play that game. No, uh, if I if it could run Fortnite, you, I'd have done it like first thing. Yeah, like day one. But um, I guess it can play Sea of Thieves, but you don't have Sea of Thieves on Steam, right? Yet, yet. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I, I, I'll probably be trying that out eventually. But yeah, the Fortnite thing, if you don't know, so uh, Fortnite uses easy anti-cheat, and uh, that doesn't play well with Linux. So you just can't run Fortnite, even though you can boot over into desktop mode and get a version of the Epic launcher. So you can still play games from the Epic Store, just not Fortnite. That's a shame. Which is the only game on the Epic Store that anybody cares about. <laughs> Pretty much. So what about, like, the big question here is value. Because at the end of the day, if it's not worth the money, mm -hmm. it's not worth it. Yeah. Even if it's great, you know. Right. Well, at the end of the day, it's it's a luxury. You know, it's, it's not needed. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have it. But... I, I, I see this from two angles. So like one, the person who doesn't have a gaming PC. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a gaming PC, I think the Steam Deck is still a great option because you don't have to drop like $2,000 on a gaming PC rig. And a $2,000 for a gaming PC isn't even like, you're not even going to get a, like a top of the line gaming no, PC. You're just going to get something that's going to get you by. Right. That's pretty much what mine was, was about $2,000. Yeah. And it's a 3070. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Steam Deck, you know, mine was um, the middle option. So I have the 256 gigabyte with the SSD, and that came out to like 566, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot cheaper than a full gaming PC rig, and you can still play most of those games. Uh, and you can even dock it to a monitor and plug in a mouse and keyboard if you want to. And there you go, you got yourself, you know, kind of a budget gaming PC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's about a quarter the price of you know other gaming PCs. Mm -hmm. You know. So I, I think, yes, it's totally worth it. Now, for the person with a gaming PC, it's even more of just a luxury item. You know, mm -hmm. If you want to be able to play those games on the go natively, then heck yeah, go for it. Um, if you're comfortable just maybe using Steam Link on your phone or something and you don't care that it's not running the games natively, then maybe you don't need a Steam Deck. But, yeah, because there are those options. And I've, and you kind of mm -hmm. messed around with that, too, kind of testing the waters a little bit using yes. Steam Link and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Steam Link works good, you know, if I'm on my home network. But, right. but if you're away, kicker. that's, yeah. So now that you've spent some time with it, what do you wish was better? What would you like to see in the iterations beyond the current Steam Deck? What do you want? What do you want to see? Well, I realized as I was making this list that I pretty much just copied everything that the Switch had. So I want a better battery, I want an OLED screen, and I want it somehow smaller for portability, but still comfortable. That's and I think be tough. I may be fighting physics there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be like, tough. I'm, I'm not mad at Valve for making it big, because right. it makes it playable. But you, it's not pocketable in any way. And but I mean, even the Switch isn't really pocketable, No, but it is significantly smaller. Yeah, I'm not looking for pocketable. Um, and, you know, uh, this it comes with a case, by the way. I don't think I said that, but that's awesome for Valve mm -hmm. for putting that in. Um, and you can put that in your backpack. I mean, it's it's not a problem. Right. So. You you can. It comes with a case. You can throw it in your backpack. So, honestly, backpack. I'd be fine with them keeping it the same size, shrinking down the bezels, putting in an OLED screen and a bigger battery. Yeah. Somehow. Well, before we move on to the next section of the podcast, I'm going to say, like, if you have a Steam Deck, um, let us know what your experience has been like. Or if you want a Steam Deck, let us know what you're, you're, why you want one or mm -hmm. what you're thinking about. Maybe if you have any concerns, drop them in the comments and Daniel may be able to respond and let you know, you know, what he thinks Yes, about be it. concerned about that or don't. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. just let us know what you think. If you have one, what has it been like? Yeah. All that sort of stuff. I'd love to chat with you guys because uh, I'm, I'm in love with this thing. Yeah. I tried to keep it as unbiased and objective as I could, but all I really want to do is gush over it because it's amazing. And that's all I got. That to. says a lot, though. That says a lot. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next section here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> Naughty Dog. Um, and Bad dog. Specifically, what is 
next for Naughty Dog? Because the last few weeks, there's been a lot of rumors and a lot of reports about what Naughty Dog is doing next. Mm -hmm. So again, you probably know about Naughty Dog if you're watching this podcast. But if you don't, Naughty Dog is like the developer behind... Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot, but also like more, you know, recently... Uncharted. We have Uncharted. We have The Last of Us. Like, you know, they're very well-known and very well-respected developer. And um, yeah, they've kind of been, you know, pushing the bar in terms of storytelling and gaming, specifically with Uncharted and The Last of Us. Yes. And I think for that reason, a lot of people have been really, really into their games. I know you and I both love The Last of Us. Mm. I'm a big fan of the Uncharted series. And um, there's been some rumors about what they're doing next. Yeah, people... you were telling me about this the other day. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm very excited about the possible rumor that I don't know if that's been confirmed or not. What you? T- I'm trying to be vague here. Well, we'll go but, into it. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, officially, the only thing that's been announced from Naughty Dog that they're we know is coming is that there is the new online multiplayer for The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be coming. Unofficially, I think it should be coming sometime in 2023. and But that's going to be a new game, right? That's it's new, a new it's game. Not it's like not like DLC or something. No, no, no. Yeah. I think it initially started as it was like planned to be like the online multiplayer with The Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. And it kind of grew and expanded beyond that. And they're, they've decided to make it a standalone game. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've titled it. I think people are thinking it might be like Factions 2. Because yeah. Factions was the multiplayer for the first Last of Us game. Yeah, that would make sense. Did you but, ever play any Factions? No. I played it like once. No, I've never played it. I have no idea. But that's the thing that is for sure coming. But that's not the question mm-hmm. for today. The question is, beyond that, what could be next? So there's been some rumors and some leaks. And this is what we were talking about the yes. other day. Yes. Yeah. So you, you were telling me that Last of Us Part 3 is in development, question mark? Yeah, like... It's that's the rumor. Like, yeah, uh, there were some people I don't know, some like insiders, you know, that have the scoop. Yep. Who said that the Last of Us Part Three is currently in development with Naughty Dog, which yes. is cool. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then the other big rumor was that they'd given Uncharted to an outside studio, which gets me pumped because sweet Naughty Dog just make Last of Us games because I don't really care about Uncharted. Right. Well, um, I, love, I know you love. Them. I love Uncharted. Um, I do think that, you know, like we're getting to the point where games are getting so big that even big studios like Naughty Dog probably are having trouble trying to juggle multiple big projects at once. Mm -hmm. So the rumor is that Uncharted, like Uncharted 5, I guess, is uh, being given to an outside studio. It's going to be third party. Mm -hmm. Now, Naughty Dog has already done this with um, Crash Bandicoot is now given to outside studios. Mm-hmm. They don't work on the Crash Bandicoot games anymore. Right. Or like the Crash Bandicoot racing or like there was mm-hmm. one, was it the Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time? Yeah. That was done by an outside studio, I think. Right. So. They also did Jack and Daxter, didn't they? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Jack and Daxter has been around yeah. in quite a while. No. I think they did like three or four of those games and then that was it. Mm-hmm. But um, so everyone's wondering what really is coming next. Um, people have a lot of hopes and expectations one of the things we'll get into in a minute is that um it's kind of people are kind of torn on whether they want a last of us part three because people last of us part two was very controversial was it yeah very (laughs) very (laughs) very very i know and uh so you know it's kind of like some people are on the fence of whether they even want a last of us part three and we'll get to more of that in a minute so to find out what the gaming gig viewers 
want from Naughty Dog. Did a poll, and the poll was, what game would you like to see next from Naughty Dog? Left a couple options here. Last of Us. Actually, part. a few options. Few options. Thank you for correcting me. Last of Us Part 3, Uncharted 5, or a new IP. Mm. And the results, I thought, were actually surprising. Yeah. You oh, you didn't give them the percentages. My bad. No, no, no. Uh, Last of Us Part 3 uh, is 21%. Mm -hmm. Uncharted 5 is 14%. And a new IP is 65%. That really doesn't surprise me because of how divisive Last of Us was. Part two. Mm -hmm. And they just made the part one remake that also kind of split the internet. It did. So I can see how, why, you know, some of these people might not just be jazzed about another Last of Us, but I am. And I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't want to see what Naughty Dog could do next with a new IP? Right. For sure. And it's been a long time since we got a new IP from Naughty Dog because we had... The Last of Us was the the latest new IP, and that was what two thousand nine. No, 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 two thousand twelve, eleven. The Last of Us came out in two thousand eleven. Is that your is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Last of Us part Last of Us came out in two thousand eleven for the PlayStation Three. Incorrect. Two thousand thirteen. Yep. Man, you're right because it was on that. It was in that time where PS4 was out, like coming out like right then too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was not thinking of it correctly then. Oh well, I tried. So yeah, that you know what? I should have known that because I remember everyone saying when last was part one, they said it had been nine years. Mm -hmm. So simple math would have told me 2013. Yeah. Well, I'll just tell you right now, I would rather see a last of us three than a new IP because Ellie is my girl. Right. Straight I don't up. want to go too much into that for spoiler reasons, but yes. There's a character in the Last of Us franchise called Ellie. Ellie's your girl. I don't feel like that is a spoiler. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want to go too far down that road. No. Oh, I'm not going to take one step down the road. Okay, okay. I'm just telling you. I left out in the comments here, I left out anyone that did start to go down that road. I, all the comments here are yeah. spoiler free. I'm not sure of it. Good. I'm not going to give you any spoilers either. Mm -hmm. I just love The Last of Us so much. I also, yeah. I and am. not that I wouldn't immediately jump on a new IP from Naughty Dog because I respect those guys. But yeah, but I agree. I think I would. I would love to see part three. Mm -hmm. You know, so we had some comments on this. So people were thinking we got A Bells, who said for me Uncharted, although with the new cast since Nathan's story came to a close in four, and I don't want them to ruin it by making another one starring him as the main character, but a small cameo wouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. So it's not a spoiler to say that they kind of wrapped up his storyline, um, but not in like a they killed him off kind of way or anything. Mm -hmm. But I don't really, I, I kind of felt like they want, I don't know, I feel like they could totally have uh, Nate Drake come back and star in another Uncharted role. I don't see any reason why they couldn't. I don't yeah. know. I feel like it, they yeah. left a lot of room for it. I, I totally, I, I, it's not that I wouldn't like to see someone else um, we know that they kind of did a little spinoff game, The Lost Legacy, mm -hmm. which starred Chloe, who was another character in the Uncharted series. And that was cool and all, but I missed Nathan. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll get it, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know nothing about Uncharted, so yeah, that's all you. Kyle Price, 5253, said, I would like to see another Jack and Daxter. I've never played any Jack and Daxter. Me game. neither. I'm, I'm completely... I, I remember them being popular. Mm -hmm. um, I, was, I played the... Uh, I played some Crash Bandicoot stuff, 
when you know when I was a kid, but never any Jack and Daxter. Mm-hmm. I was more of a Ratchet and Clank kind of person. Man, I didn't get into Ratchet and Clank till the PS5. But oh my god! But you know what I'm fixing to do? You gonna play? I'm fixing to emulate those old games. Yeah. <laughs> and Ratchet and Clank is what by uh, who does Ratchet and Clank? Uh, it's the people who do Spider-Man. Insomniac. Insomniac, yeah, mm-hmm. Insomniac. Okay, so related to that. Oh, actually, I was going to skip one. Never mind. Yeah. Next, we have uh, JJ. I think this is not Al Gaines. This is not Al Gaines. Yeah. yeah we just is... get handles now instead of usernames. So. Yeah. Said, a fast track on The Last of Us uh, Part 1 PC version would be nice since still no PS5 in sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people would love it. I know it's announced that it is coming. I don't think there's an official date on it, though. Yeah, I don't think there is either. But I know it is. It's for sure coming. Maybe they did release a date. I just... I don't have any interest in getting on PC, so I didn't pay attention to that. Right. Uh, Heart of Tanks said, <laughs> I'll buy a PS5 if they reboot Jack and Dexter. So another Jack and Dexter fan. I'm surprised. I didn't, I thought, I know, like, I remember Jack and Dexter being popular, but I didn't think it was like, I think they ended it for a reason, right? Like, I think it eventually dwindled down. Mm-hmm, probably so. At least that's my impression of it, and I don't really know. So next we have the bearer of bad news who said, they should just make a new IP. Uncharted ended at a thief's end, and Last of Us 2 happened. They should just start fresh with something new. What do you mean Last of Us 2 happened? Well, you know. Are you trying to throw some shade here? I think we have some shade being thrown here, yeah, for oh sure. Oh, God. I, hey, I know it was controversial. I personally loved it, but I know a lot of people didn't, and it's like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you, you know, did... not every game's for everybody. No, of course not. And if you didn't love it for some sort of gameplay reason or... Anyway, I'm not going to get into this. Let's not. Yeah, let's just let's just ignore it. Um, it. Makes me mad, Randy. I know, but you know, today is not a day to be mad. No, today is a good day. We had our we had our Steam Deck episode. This mm-hmm. is a good day. Um, yeah, here's what Daryl Dean's comment. Daryl Dean, old Double D, said, "Let's remake The Last of Us again." Sure, it's about time again. I just want to clarify the difference between a remake and a sequel. Um, they're not the same, Double D. No, I think he's. I think he's just suggesting that what they should do next is remake The Last of Us again. I think it's just like a tongue-in-cheek comment. Oh, you saying think he's like, legit about? No, I think he's just joking. Saying. Yeah, me too. I, I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying he's not taking Last of Us three in the poll no. as meaning a re- you're right. You're right. Yeah. He's just being facetious. He's being. He's just making a joke. Yeah. Saying they need to remake The Last of Us again because they just remade it and it only been nine years. So. Well. I think it's funny. I think it's funny too. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. <laughs> um, and then Delusions of Grandeur said, "Sadly, I think The Last of Us is pretty much dead after two. And I have to heavily disagree there. Yeah, agree to disagree there. You know, D one Illusions of Grandeur. <laughs> I think that The Last of Us still has a lot of story to be told. Personally. For sure, I, I really do. We've talked about this." This was a conversation we had immediately after finished The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. After we cried. Right. We were like, are they going to make another? And do they have more story to tell? And we were both, yes, there is more story to tell. For oh, yeah. sure. They left a lot of things up in the air. A lot of things like need to be fleshed out and finished. Definitely. I think it could easily be another. I don't see why The Last of Us isn't going to be a continued on. I mean, I'm not saying that the same characters have to be there forever and it doesn't have to follow the same storylines, but I don't see why The Last of Us will not continue to have legs. I think it definitely will. I will say that I don't want them to turn The Last of Us into The Walking Dead. Because The Walking Dead show Mm -hmm. 
started out as a really faithful adaptation of the comics that I love. And it was a great show for, for a long time. But eventually it became this like bastardized versions of itself. Mm -hmm. And it didn't have, you know, it wasn't about the same main characters anymore because actors move on, you know. So um, it had to pivot quite a bit and it, it really lost like the soul of what made it great. Not that The Last of Us couldn't do it right, mm -hmm. but I agree with what you're saying. I just want him to be careful. Right. Do you think that the show, The Last of Us show that's coming out on HBO, mm -hmm. do you think that will help the uh, see the series, you know, continue? You think it'll help the series? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like The the Witcher, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like when The Witcher show came out, even though, like, I, I personally thought The Witcher show was a little weird for me. Like, yeah. Um, I wasn't in love with the show. Mm -hmm. I loved the game so much that I watched the show, but it got a lot of people into the game. Mm -hmm. it got a lot of people into the books. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't see why The Last of Us wouldn't have a similar Right. I impact. think it definitely will, especially since it's going to HBO. Yeah, I mean, that's like, big. It's big. And there's no House of the Dragon right now to compete with. Like, Yeah. I think, and it's soon. That's like coming up like this next really month. Soon. Yeah. Like it's, we may be within like two or three weeks of it coming out. It's mm -hmm. crazy. I'm ready to see old Mando. Yeah. As Joel. So to kind of put a, a, to tie a bow on this Naughty Dog thing real quick. Mm -hmm. Tie it um, up. It's probably that one of those two things are going to be what we see next. Last was part three or another Uncharted. I kind of tend to believe the rumors. I think that Uncharted will be given to an outside studio. Mm -hmm. And I do think that we will see a Last of Us part three. If I had to put a year on it, I would say that we're not going to see Last of Us part three until... 2025, six. maybe six. I almost said six. Yeah. I think it's going to be a while. Yeah, me too. I think 2025 would be really wishful thinking. Uh, 2026 is probably more accurate. But, you know, I remember I remember as soon as I finished the first, well, not the first, the 2018 God of War. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they had said they're going to make a new game, but they had also said, like, the development cycle is going to be, like, four years long. And I was like, man. We may never live to see that sequel, you know? That's so far in the future. That's how it's going to be for this. We'll just live our life. We'll play other games, and before we know it, we'll have a new Last of Us game. So what year? We said 2013 was Last of Us. Mm -hmm. 2020 was Last of Us Part Two. That's seven years. Yeah, but they did other things. They did all those Uncharted. They didn't things. go straight from yeah. Last of Us to Last of Us Part Two. You're right, because they definitely did like Uncharted 4 and mm -hmm. like uh, maybe even Uncharted 3. I think Uncharted 3 <clears> and 4. Yeah, so like there was Uncharted in there, and they're mm -hmm. going from one game to the next. So hopefully we can see less than seven years. So I would say that like five years would be definitely the shortest I think we could expect. 2025 at the bare minimum. I mean, that, that would be soonest. three years. That would be as soonest. No, it came out in 2020. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, came yeah, out in 2020. Yeah. I got you. Um, so it would be five years since the last game. Yeah, so. I would agree. But let us know what you think. Uh let us know in the comment what you think in terms of like what Naughty Dog is going to do next. What do you want to see? Do you want to see a new IP? You want The Last of Us Part 3? Do you want Uncharted 5? What do you want? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. All right. Moving on to the last section of the podcast here, Daniel. Games of the Week. You have quite a list this week. Not Well, actually. I mean, I never, I'm never going to have as many as you. I thought you were going to have more because I know you've been like dabbling with the Steam Deck. Okay, so I have dabbled in more games that, than the ones I put on this list. Right. Um, you put the ones that you've really been playing. Yes, the ones I've really been playing. And I, I actually, I, I really should add this Lego Skywalker saga mm -hmm. because I have played like half of the first movie. Um, but I'm not sure that I'm going to like 
keep juggling it between near and outer wilds. I think I'm going to kind of put it on the back burner and come mm-hmm. back to it. But right. anyway. So you've been playing a little bit of this Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll just start. So yeah, go ahead. Near Automata has been taking most of my time. I've been um, really excited to jump back to the end of that on Steam Deck, and it's freaking awesome. Um, that game just slaps. So good. Yeah, that, that game slaps. I cannot recommend that game enough for you guys. If you haven't played Near Automata, go play it. A lot of people are concerned and think that you need to play the first Near game, which has been remade as Near Replicant. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see any reason why you need to do that. Uh, I didn't do it, and I, it didn't seem to I hinder my experience. I don't have any, like, I don't think I have any, like, story holes or anything. I no. mean, there's, like, lore, you know, that yeah, maybe I, I don't know, but, yeah. you know, Near Automata, that game's awesome. Vampire Survivors. I jumped back into Vampire Survivors, and I got back into it a little when it came to iOS. Like, I did play it a couple times on mobile, but there's just something about a joystick, people. And uh, I have played hours of Vampire Survivors since I got my Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. And that game, and I, you know, I realized I had only played it in early access. I like played several hours of it in early access, and then I, I, I moved on. Now it's done. So there's like way more in the game than there was. So is it a better experience now? Yeah, there's more characters and stuff. You know, more things to unlock. Um, so that game's awesome. Outer Wilds, I've been playing that. That's a game that I've wanted to play for a little while, and I just pulled the trigger on it when I got the Steam Deck because I heard that it ran well, and it does. Yeah, I did have to do some tweaking, though. Um, but that game, I still don't even really know what to say about it because I, I'm only like an hour, hour and a half, maybe two into it, mm-hmm. and I just haven't really gotten going yet on like the story. It's just an exploration game, and it's really vibey, mm-hmm. and it's cool, and I like it. It's just, been on my list for years. I've wanted to play it, and I've yeah. It's just one that I've been putting off because I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know that it has a physical version. I think it may be digital only. Might it might be, and uh, and that tends to make me wait on stuff. I try to wait until it gets a physical. It may have a physical version, like through mm-hmm. some sort of like limited release. But I think in general, it's a digital game. Yeah. Well, it's it's really cool. I just don't know what it is yet. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to these planets and I'm finding these like little snippets of lore and history. And I'm like, okay, I guess all this is going to come together somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, That's been fun. Uh, And then Fortnite and Sea of Thieves. Which we stream on Twitch. So if you haven't checked out our Twitch, come hang out with us. That's like our favorite place to have conversations and talk to you guys, you know. It's a great place to actually get to interact with us. Beyond that, I'll get to that in a second. Um, right now, I'm going to go through my yeah. games of the week, which was Pokemon Violet. Still working through that. I am on the very, very, very tail end of it. I have done all the storylines, all three of the main storylines. I finished them. Um, I just have like one little tiny thing at the end where it kind of wraps everything up. Um, I thought I was going to finish that this morning, but I just didn't have time. So I've been playing that. I started playing Gotham Knights, mm. which um, I've heard is quite bad. Me too. And, uh, you know, I'm only maybe like two or three hours into it, and I'm going to reserve judgment until I've played it some more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that it looks really good. Like, yeah. Visually, it looks, it cool. looks great. Um, it seems I haven't had any like issues with it running poorly. You know I'm what gonna, else looks cool and that's like related to this? Yeah. That Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game. Yes. That game looks cool. It looks cool. It like visually looks cool. Mm-hmm. And Gotham Knights also looks cool. But I'm going to wait and give you more thoughts on exactly what I think about the game further down the line once I've played it some more. Okay. And uh, 
Also been working on Super Mario Land. I haven't played that one a whole lot this week. I will occasionally try to do a run of it. It's one of those games that you have to complete in one fail swoop. You have to beat the entire game, and if you run out of lives and die, it's game over. you got to start back from the very beginning. So in that way, it's a, it's kind of a rogue, you know? <laughs> Super Mario Land, the... The, o, the OG roguelite. When did Rogue come out? I don't know. But, it, you know, it's that way. You have to play it all the way through. And um, there are four worlds, each with three levels. And I have gotten to World 4, Level 2. That's as far as I've gotten so far. I just haven't been able to get a full run in it yet. It's it's not easy. And that's the thing. Those old platformers are hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some of the levels, they start off very easy. And I think, like, I'm doing great. I've got, you know, like 15 lives in the bank. I'm thinking, I'm going to make it. And then I'll run across a thing where I just die over and over and over and over, all in the same spot. And it's so defeating. Oh, yeah. So I got some stats for you here. Rogue came out in 1980. Okay, so this Super is... Mario Land 1989 for the Game Boy. So, so. yeah, yeah, it's definitely... It a... may be the first roguelike. <laughs> so... And it would be a roguelike because there's no progression carried over between those runs. No, there's not. No, there's not. So, uh, yeah, uh, Catherine and I finished playing Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Mm-hmm. And um, I've written a review for it. I'll post that soon. But uh, overall, it was fun. But, you know, just didn't live up to the other Uncharted games in terms of it's short. It, the story's a little shallow. The gameplay's fun. It's Uncharted. But, right. you know, it's just not as great. And then we started playing Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So we played through. Um, we are on the. We just started that. We're mm-hmm. at the very end of the first movie. So you're like at the Battle of Yavin. I, I don't I'm sure. I don't know. We're at, I don't know about that. I don't remember. The Battle of Yavin is when they blow up the first Death Star. Okay. Well, we're not quite there yet. Okay. But I know that, like, I don't know. Like, I'll be honest with you. Last night when we were playing it, I was starting to fall asleep. So I kind of zoned out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're towards the tail end of the first movie. Very cool. So that's what you've been playing. Okay. It's time for our ad spot. Now, I'll mm-hmm. never be able to live up to the ad read that Catherine did last week. No. If you want a real good kick, go back and watch Catherine's ad read. We, we just kind of sprung it on We should just her. clip that for a short. <laughs> That was amazing. Um, so, today's episode of the Gaming Gig Podcast is sponsored by Ghost Rider for the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys, they want you to know that Ghost Rider is still available for purchase on Amazon, mm-hmm. and it is actually the number one selling PlayStation 2 game currently because it's the only PlayStation 2 game for sale currently. But that doesn't mean it's not number one. Mm-hmm. It's also, you know, to keep with the times here, it's a great Christmas game. Um, yeah, this is last-minute Christmas gifts. I know that this podcast is going to be published after Christmas, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but still, don't matter. No, we're recording it before Christmas. You know, we didn't even we didn't even mention Christmas in the last one. No, or this one, we didn't even mention it. We have, we have no Christmas. These are kind of our holiday episodes, I guess. I guess so. They're yeah. just episodes. Ghost Rider for PS2. <laughs> Not sound effect. <laughs> yeah. All right, and finally, the last. Last segment of the podcast is the Three for Dale Club. Now, listen, if you stick it out to the end of our ramblings... You made it through the ad read. made it through the ad read. Throw us a Three for Dale down in the comment section, and we'll know you made it. Okay? Not many people do. And we'll shout you out. So last week, the only member of the Three for Dale Club and a weekly member is Landon Stallings. Landon, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. And we want to shout you out next time. So put Three for Dale in the comments. Let us know you made it all the way to the end. We'll shout you out next time. Until next time, guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out.